debut album, and the talk was of nothing but Bandersnatch and the spectacular television video that would cause the single to leap onto the charts. Loomis hoped. He hoped. The stars and the moon were bright overhead. The music swelled. Several brave souls ventured out onto the dance floor. Tonight was Ollie's first date with Patricia Gomez. Man, she looked like a million bucks. He had first admired her feminine pulchritude in uniform, the blue tailor-maids showing off her perky figure to great advantage. Ah, yes. But in uniform, she wore highly polished, flat black rubber-soled shoes, and in uniform her long black hair was pulled up and tucked under her cap, and she wore no lipstick or eyeshadow, and she carried a nine-millimeter Glock on her right hip. But tonight, on this balmy, breezy first Saturday night in May, Patricia Gomez was wearing a tight-fitting red dress, cut high on the thigh and low on the neck. And tonight, Patricia Gomez was wearing her raven hair falling to the shoulders punctuated by dime-sized circles of red earrings on either side of her beautiful face. And tonight, Patricia Gomez was wearing glossy red lipstick, as bright as the dress, and midnight blue eyeshadow that made her look slinky and sexy and Spanish, like some senorita coming down a long, wrought iron staircase in a movie with banditos and good guys. And tonight... Patricia Gomez was bare-legged in strappy red satin sandals that made her seem even taller than her five feet seven, which Ollie had already informed her was a perfect height for a woman. Best of all, Patricia Gomez was in his arms, and they were dancing. Detective first grade Oliver Wendell Weeks was a damn fine dancer, if he said so himself. The place he had chosen for their inaugural outing was a spot called Billy Barnacles, which was perched on the edge of the River Harb. The band called itself the River Rats. Ollie wondered what their name was when they were playing someplace less proximate. Ah, yes, to the river. But they'd been playing here forever. The band played all kinds of music, all of it danceable even a rap song or two to satisfy the handful of Negro customers who wandered in from Diamondback further uptown. Ollie did not mind dancing on the same floor as people of color, as they sometimes preferred calling themselves, so long as they behaved themselves. The trouble with most Negroes, and Ollie preferred calling them this because he knew the outmoded label pissed them off, was that they seldom knew how to behave themselves. He considered this a crying shame, which was why he tried to take as many of them off the street as he possibly could. But this was a Saturday night, and not a time to be ruminating about the difficulties of the job in a city as large and as diversified, ah, yes, as this one. He had never once discussed police work all through dinner, and was not now discussing it, as he and Patricia glided nimbly across the floor. To watch Ollie prance around the dance floor was tantamount to watching the hippos in Fantasia performing to Dance of the Hours, except that Ollie wasn't wearing a tutu. He was wearing instead a dark blue tropical weight suit he had purchased at L&G, which was short for Lewis and Gregory, 
two brothers, literally and figuratively, whose shop Ollie frequented on Chase Street in the 88 Precinct, where both he and Patricia worked. Ollie suspected that half the clothing at L&G had fallen off the back of a truck, which meant it had been stolen. But Don't Ask, Don't Tell was a very good policy to follow when you were looking for designer label garments at discount prices. The suit made Ollie look a lot thinner than he actually was, which meant he looked like an armored weapons carrier instead of a tank, not to mix metaphors with hippos. Oh no, my little chickadees. For a fat man, Ollie knew that there were some people in this city who called him Fat Ollie, but never to his face, which he considered a measure of respect. Besides, he would break their heads. He himself never thought of himself as being fat, per se. Large, yes. Big, yes. For a big, large man, then, especially one who was gambling about the dance floor the way he was, Ollie sweated very little. He figured this had something to do with glands. Everything in life had something to do with glands. He twirled and whirled Patricia. The number was reaching a climax. Ollie pulled Patricia in as close as his belly would allow. A hip video is all about screwing, Todd Jefferson was telling Loomis. Jefferson was CEO of WU2. The guys out there want to whack these castles on Britney's belly button. It's as simple as that. Loomis tended to agree with him, but he wished he was talking about Tamar Valparaiso instead of Britney Spears. Hit videos all about guys and girls in their underwears. White guys like to see leggy black girls in their sheer panties. Black dudes like to see titty white girls in their skimpy bras. All this black-white shit really grabs him. Todd Jefferson was a black man himself, with a black wife, but he was purported to have a white mistress. Loomis figured he knew whereof he spoke. Take J-Lo. She worked both sides of the street. In the movies, she was screwing white guys. In real life, she was screwing old P. Diddy. Your little girl could take a few lessons from her, her being Hispanic and all. Loomis knew this was only half correct. Tamar's father was Mexican hence the soulful brown eyes. But her mother was of Russian descent, hence the blonde hair with a little help from Miss Clairol. Her south-of-the-border heritage pretty much guaranteed the loyalty of the Hispanic market. It was the crossover crowd they were going for with Bandersnatch. Bring in all those little Anglos who belonged heart and soul to Brittany. If they failed to do that... Not too many singers can do what J-Lo did, you know. Three number one hits in the Billboard Hot 100 for five weeks or more. J-Lo's the lady your little girl has to beat, man. We're hoping for a number one single with the title song on Snatch, Loomis said. By the way, is that related to her pussy in some way? The title of the album? Because it sounds somewhat pornographic, you know? Band of Snatch? Sound like the girl has a whole rock group going down on her pussy. Band, you know, snatch, you know, band of snatch. You know what I'm saying. That's not necessarily bad, mind you. Does your little girl screw somebody on this video? It dismayed Loomis to learn that Jefferson hadn't even looked at the fucking thing yet. Yes, she screws the frumious bandersnatch, this big black dude wearing a monster mask. Is that what bandersnatch means? Big black dude? Because I'm a big black dude, man. Nobody ever called me no band of snatch before. Nor any other kind of snatch. 
No, it has nothing to do with being black. Actually, it's a word Lewis Carroll invented. Who's that? Lewis Carroll wrote Alice in Wonderland. Ah, nice. I like that movie. Disney, right? <laughs> Not the movie. The book. The one that had the Jabberwock in it. Jefferson looked at him blankly. Loomis began quoting, Beware the Jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the Jubjub bird, and shun the Frumious Bandersnatch. Frumious, huh? Still sound pornographic to me. There is something totally obscene about chocolate, Patricia was telling Ollie. She was dipping into the double chocolate souffle she had ordered. He was on his second wedge of strawberry shortcake. My sister went to Australia last year on one of these tours, and I forget which town it was. I think it was Adelaide. Is that your sister's name? No, that's the name of the town where she had this great chocolate dessert. They have this shop sells chocolate desserts there, you know? And it's called The Chocolate Slut. Isn't that a terrific name? Great. The Chocolate Slut. Perfect. Do you know what Patricia means? Well, Patricia, I guess. I think it's the same in Spanish as in English. I know what it means, Ollie said, and grinned knowingly. I looked it up. It means one of noble descent. It's from the Latin. No kidding? That's what the book said. I think it suits you. Would you care for another souffle? If the three people on the boat had been hired by central casting, they'd have been labeled the hunk, the pretty one.